you're listening to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast, a weekly program providing information and support for those families impacted by tongue and lip tie and the professionals caring for them. I'm Lisa Palladino, a midwife and a lactation consultant with over 30 years of experience. If you are a parent looking for answers or a professional who is curious to learn more than what you learned in school on this topic, welcome. This podcast is for you. A gentle disclaimer, please do not consider anything discussed on this podcast by myself or any guest of the podcast to be medical advice. The information is provided for educational purposes only and does not take the place of your own medical or lactation provider. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Lisa here. So great to see everyone today. Um, If you're live with me um, on Instagram today, January 17th, Tuesday, January 17th, and um, it's been a bit, it's been a while since I've come live on uh, Instagram for Tongue Tie Tuesday, but I'm so happy to be back and so happy to see all of you joining me. Um, I have so many new followers and I'm so excited about that. Thank you so much for um, liking the information I'm, I'm um, trying to disseminate into the universe and for um, recommending me, sharing my posts, sharing the information, because my mission is for all breastfeeding families or all families in general to reach their goals in feeding and get the support that they desire. For those who don't know me, my name is Lisa Palladino. I'm a certified nurse midwife and an IBCLC and an RN in Staten Island, New York. I am in private practice, limited private practice, but I'm also the um, the person behind the Tongue Tie Experts brand, including the podcast. So today, if you're listening to this podcast, if if all the tech magic works, this podcast was originally an Instagram live where I asked my audience to ask me questions so that I would have some questions to um to answer. And if you're watching me live on Instagram as I'm recording this, you're very welcome to ask me questions, but you've already sent in questions and I'm going to get to as many of them as possible. And um the other thing I just want to say is this is the anniversary month of the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. And I am beyond thrilled with the response to the podcast. It's been so much fun um, to produce and grateful to my husband, Russ, who helps me um, by helping me produce it and edit it and does all that kind of tech stuff. Um, The response has been amazing. It's now a year. It'll be a year. I believe it was the 25th, January 25th, when we made our very first episode. And we're approaching 17,000 downloads, which is I don't know. To me, I can't believe that that many people have listened. It just makes me so, so, I don't know, warms my heart. Let's put it that way. So if you haven't, if you're listening on Instagram, watching this recorded anywhere, and you haven't followed the Tongue Tie Experts 
podcast, please follow us. It does help. If you like it, rate it, give us a review. That's even better. And share it with those in your life who you feel will benefit from it. And that could be any medical providers. It could be parents, um, you know, grandparents, anyone you think would help. So that will help us. So let's get to your questions. And again, you're welcome to ask me questions if you're with me live on Facebook. Um, Otherwise, I will just start with the questions that you have sent in, which I've gotten so many really good questions, difficult questions, some of them, but I'll do my best. Okay, so the first question I have here is, should all tongue and lip ties be corrected? And if so, are there any exceptions? And um, the, the quick answer to that is that in my opinion, and of course, this is always my professional opinion, and it's for education matters. I have to, I have to start with that disclaimer um, for all of you over on Instagram. This is not medical advice, please. This is, this is just my own opinion based on my many years of experience. Um, I don't think that every visible um, oral restriction should be released. I only think that oral restrictions that are causing symptoms based on the function, should have any kind of correction. So that's my quick answer. Um, There are also times when it doesn't feel right to do the release to the family. And, you know, you follow your instincts. This This is not something that has to be done. This is something that you educate yourself about, get the proper support, figure out your goals, and make a decision accordingly. No one should feel that they have to have a procedure on a baby. Um, but that being said, if your goal is breastfeeding and breastfeeding isn't working well, if the baby cannot get nutrition either from breast or bottle, um, if infant is struggling, I would highly suggest it. But I would never say that, you know, blanket statement, all t- ties need to be released. Um, and I think I answered the second part of that question, which was, what are the instances where you would not recommend tongue tie corrections? I had, um, I had an instance very recently in my practice where the, um, mother was struggling because she had had, um, a postpartum hemorrhage. She wasn't well, her blood pressure was not stable. Baby wasn't feeding well. But I told them, and, and there was a functional restriction, but there also was a milk supply concern. So I like to optimize everything else to make sure that the tongue tie is actually what's causing the problem in the feeding. So in that case, I said, no, 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 don't, don't do this yet. Find out about it. Educate yourself. And I gave them my course and, and all the information they need to learn about it. But for now, take care of mom you know, um, take care of getting every, all the other ducks in a row, as I call it in my course. Okay. Hope that helps. Um, someone asked, can you overcorrect a tongue tie? I, I don't think I'm the right person to ask that. Um, I would ask that question to a, a dentist or someone who is performing the procedure. I'm not exactly sure what you mean. I, I don't know if you mean, um, make too much of a wound, cut too much, I'm, I'm not sure what that means. Is it possible to cut too much, to laser too much? Absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> Someone wants to, me to show a step-by-step oral exam. That That's kind of difficult on, on Instagram. Um, you know, even in my office when I've tried to uh, record the exam, it's so difficult to see inside a baby's mouth. It's so difficult for me to see inside the baby's mouth. Never mind to get the, you know, I don't have that fancy equipment to be able to do that. I wish I did. Um, so many people are joining us. Thank you for joining us. If you're in, on Instagram here today is tongue tie revision. And I like the word release. I like the word release. I feel I, I want to call it a release. So can tongue tie is tongue tie. I lost it. Eh. Is tongue tie release harmful for babies in any way? And so I would say that the word harmful is sensitive, right? We never want to harm. First, do no harm, right? Um, in the right, the right tool in the right hands under the right circumstances, you're not harming, you're helping. It could be harmful if you have an inexperienced provider, somebody who doesn't do this often. Um, it could be harmful if it looks like a tie, but it's not because there are cases where it looks like a tie, but functionally everything is okay. So that could be harmful. Um, if there's not a lot of preparation prior, both in education for the family of how to handle things, what to expect, the exercises to do, the um, all that surrounds it, you know, not being ready with pain relief. Um, it can be harmful to to do a procedure on a baby with without functional support around that. And what do I mean about functional support? By functional support, I mean, um, usually if we're talking about a breastfeeding baby, that would be an IBCLC, right, who's trained in, in oral ties. If the baby is bottle feeding or a little older, it would be an SLP, who's a feeding therapist, who's also trained in oral ties. Um, so yes, if it's done wrong, if it's done by an inexperienced provider, if it's done at the wrong time, it could be harmful. So I take this very seriously. I'm not a blanket like, oh, everybody who has what looks like a tie should get clipped. If you have been following me for a while, you'll notice that there are very, very few um, pictures of inside baby's mouth on my on my um, feed, on my website. I don't allow the pictures in the Facebook group for the same for the, this very reason. I don't want everybody who thinks they see a tie to call it a tie and send for release because that could be harmful if it's not a true oral restriction. Are you a solopreneur or small business owner? If so, I want to ask you a question. Do you know exactly how much money you made in your business last month? Or can you find this number right now with just a couple of clicks on your computer? I'm Sarah Finns, finance coach and accountant and creator of Easy Business Bookkeeping, a course and system for tracking your business finances with ease. I want to bust the myth that managing the money in your business needs to be time consuming and stressful or that you need to be a finance professional in order to understand them. With Easy Business Bookkeeping, you will get the tools and support you need to finally gain clarity with your finances so you can grow your business and your impact. Want to learn more? 
go to www.sarahfins.com forward slash TTE podcast for details. That's sarahfins.com forward slash TTE, like tongue tie experts podcast. And I'll see you on the inside. Okay. So Anna Bougay asks on Instagram today, if my baby sleeps with their mouth open, could it be a sign that they have a tongue or a lip tie? Um, it's possible. It could also have to do with the baby's tone. It would have to, you know, it, is that baby snoring? Is the baby breathing through their mouth or their nose? We want everybody to breathe through their noses. Everybody, all humans should be breathing through their noses. So if that baby is sleeping with its mouth open a lot, I would suggest a full assessment and not necessarily <laughs> your pediatrician, um, I would have an assessment by, um, either, um, an IBCLC who has TOTS training or TOTS meaning tethered oral tissues or tongue tie training. I often use that abbreviation or an SLP who's familiar, right? With an, you know, with an older child, we would say a myofunctional therapist, but a myofunctional therapist is not for an infant. So depending on the age of the baby, would and if the baby's breastfeeding. If everything else is good, if baby is um, feeding well, if the baby's feeding, if the baby wasn't able to breastfeed and now they have open mouth posture, that would be a concern. We want to think about the whole oral structure and how it develops. And if breastfeeding isn't working, there's a reason, right? So, and often it has to do with the oral structure. So it could be a structure. It could be a tone issue. I would definitely maybe an OT who has training, right? Um, and somebody else just asked a similar question, how to teach a five-month-old baby to hold her mouth closed when she is awake. So I, there are exercises to do. I would work with, again, either an OT or an SLP, or someone who has training in oral feeding, um, an IBCLC, personal um, intervention to figure out why is that baby holding her mouth open, right? And um, sometimes it's just posture, you know, but sometimes it's something else going on. Maybe an ENT, you know, definitely if you haven't, if you're getting that feeling that something isn't perfect, Follow your instincts and check it out. Okay, we have a lot of questions about open mouth posture. So we're recognizing that um, we should have our mouths closed, right? Okay, so somebody asked, if the tie is released at six months, but the baby is still having digestive issues eight months old, can it be related? Possibly. Digestive issues can mean a lot of things, right? So with tongue tie, we often see reflux. We often see a lot of gas. So I would look back at that tongue tie again. I would also look at um, food intolerances. And we have a, two great episodes on the Tongue Tie Experts podcast if you want to search for them about food allergy. Food allergy versus tongue tie. One is just myself with my own experiential, um, advice and, um, following up to, uh, an episode we did with Dr. Trill all about food allergy and how the symptoms of food allergy and tongue tie can 
overlap, how they can be um, mis misconstrued for each other, confused, how we can have one or the other or sometimes both going on. So again, if you're just joining me on Instagram, if you'd like to ask a question, just type it out and I'll get to it. In the meantime, I'm answering questions that were already sent in. So baby at 11 months had a tongue tie cut at day one of life. No follow-up available. Should I seek a private one? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that, um, especially if there's symptoms, right? But I'm not, I'm not a fan of cutting the tongue tie right away. And that might be controversial for some people. But at first, I want to make sure that the tongue tie is, is a problem, right? Baby's born all curled up. Let that baby relax a little. Let's see what's going on before we, we, we interfere in the mouth and cause more trauma. Um, so if there are symptoms, yes, follow up for sure. Absolutely. Uh, empower, nourish. Hi, currently taking your course. Thank you for being in my course. Still a little confused regarding buckle ties. Are you able to talk about how to identify a buckle tie? Yes. Okay, so always with controversy when we're talking about oral restrictions and buckle ties are the latest controversy. There are some people that say they do not exist and we should not do anything about them. Um, how, how to identify a buckle tie is just lifting up. And on Instagram, I could show you on the video, I can show you, you just lift up like this and you could see a connection inside. It would be in here and you could see a little frenum in there. It's hard to see that on the podcast, but I would look for frenums attaching the upper lip in the cheek area further back than the middle. Um, the attachment goes from the cheek to the gum line. Um, is the buckle tie causing a problem? A lot of times, no. A lot of times we leave them. The times that I recommend releasing buckle ties is when we've done everything else and there's still a problem. That being said, I have had some experiences where the baby, oh, I see Sarah, you just joined. Hi, Sarah. I see the baby just, um, can't open their mouth at all. I mean, literally, like the, the buckles are so tight that the baby cannot get its mouth around around the breast, around that um, areola complex. So sometimes buckles are released when the tongue and lip tie are released. It's very individual. I hope that helps. If you if since you're in my course, if you have any further questions, bring that question over to the um, Facebook group to our private course Facebook group. And we'll talk all about that because that's a great conversation to have. And it's okay to be confused. I'm still a bit confused about a lot of things. <laughs> um, let me just say if I missed, I think I got all the questions. Let me just make sure. Yeah, I think we've gotten all the questions. That's wonderful. So if anybody else has any questions, you know, one of the one of the questions that I do get very often is how to find a provider and who is the provider to go to. And um, you know, in case it's not clear, the way our philosophy is about tongue tie experts is that for any infant any baby under a breastfeeding age, which can be up to three, four, I've taken care of 
three-year-olds who are breastfeeding. Under the ability to follow directions and do oral exercises, a myofunctional therapist who is not also licensed as another kind of provider who can, you'd never want to do myofunctional therapy on an infant. Again, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. There is no such thing as myofunctional therapy on an infant. An IBCLC, an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant, is the go-to person to take care of breastfeeding infants whenever there's any problems breastfeeding, and that includes tongue and lip tie. Treating, air quotes, treating tongue or lip tie without an IBCLC involvement in a breastfeeding infant can be dangerous because we need a full assessment of the mother, the infant, and the feeding. And only an IBCLC is qualified to do that, right? So we, we want a functional assessment of the dyad, the mother-baby complex, the feeding complex, to see what's going on beyond the mouth, right? Because breastfeeding is not just about the mouth. It's about the whole body. It's very holistic. It's about the interaction between the parents. It's about how a parent holds a baby, how how often a baby's getting fed, um, what's the milk supply like, what's the mood, what's the emotional status, what's going on, right? So, and it's very individualized and IBCLCs are trained for this, right? Um, older kids, four or five or up, I believe the age is, can be seen by myofunctional therapists as the function because if their function is speech, if their function is anything in the oral motor cavity, then they should be seen by someone who's licensed to take care of them. And then the mother doesn't, doesn't come into play if the mother, you know, the mother comes into play, but her, she doesn't need an exam to be able to take care of that child. Right. And also we can, you know, that their kids are at the age where they can learn how to do exercises. So myofunctional therapy is exercises. This is a very controversial topic and I don't want, I don't like getting into controversy. And sometimes I get myself in trouble for not knowing all the, all the ins and outs of it, but that's how it is now. (laughs) So if anybody has any questions on scope of practice, that's where the assessment should come from. Then in general, a dentist, a pediatric dentist who is laser trained, and I prefer, prefer um, I'm not making any money from saying this, I prefer light scalpel because I like that laser. I'm experienced with their work and their work ethic and how the machine works and um, the results it gets and done extensive uh, learning about the type of laser it is and the, the, the temperatures and the all the physics behind it, enough to know that that is the type of laser that I would recommend for my own family. Okay, um, another question. Empower Nourish asks, how to best assess a tongue tie? I'm having such a hard time getting a baby to lift their tongue. So you want to assess from the back. 
there's pictures in the course. And if you're not finding them, again, message me under, under the course and I, I will show you. You want to lift from behind and lift up the tongue. It's not easy. You know, and this is why I don't like taking care of videos with teeth. It can be dangerous, but it's necessary. Question, how to diagnose if my 11-year-old has tongue tie? An 11-year-old, I would, I would look for a myofunctional therapist or speech-language pathologist that has oral motor training and look for symptoms. In an 11-year-old, it would be speech problems, a history of feeding problems, um, maybe sleep apnea, snoring, um, attention deficit, difficulty with certain foods, uh, picky eaters, lots of older symptoms. I have some episodes on older kids. If you want to go back and listen to Tongue Tie Experts podcast episodes, look for the ones with the speech language pathologists and oral myofunctional therapists. Anyway, okay, I think we have answered all the questions. I thank you all for being here. We're going to have lots of episodes coming up on the Tongue Tie Experts podcast, which by by now, I don't know if you've realized, it's going to be every other week for now. I just take a step back and reassess. I had a, a very um, traumatic kind of end of last year with, um, you know, my dad was sick and he passed away right after Thanksgiving. And I'm, I'm kind of just getting back to things after that. And um, I appreciate everybody's patience with me as I start 2023 with a um, slower <laughs> rate of putting out podcasts, but it's going to be consistent. And the podcast episodes that I already have recorded are so exciting. We're going to have a lot of um, a lot of information about older kids, um, stories about one particular story. If you, if you don't already follow, follow Airway Revolution. Um, the Airway Revolution Foundation is spreading awareness. I'm proud to be on their board of directors and um, be a part of that organization and their documentary to raise awareness about airway disorders. And we're going to have Sydney Avis and her dad on the podcast in a few weeks. And we have some dentists that are coming on. And I have a grown-up person who went through tongue tie release and it was a pretty traumatic experience for her. And she's going to tell us her story. So stay tuned for that. And, um, if you're listening, seeing this live and it's before uh, January 19th, please tune in to um, Easy Business Bookkeeping. Um, you can see the post that I made today. We're having a special free webinar, free um, workshop, all about, for those of you who are in private practice and are you know entrepreneurs, small business owners who want guidance in how to handle and track and uh, know what you're making with your finances, right? And get ready for tax time. So I, I found Sarah's system and I've learned so much and I use her system and it has literally changed my life and my business. And she says one thing that I never, you know, know your money, grow your money. I never realized how true that was. Um, once I was able to assess what was going on 
I was able to see where the best places to make money is and where I was spending and fix things around and adjust things and um, feel so much more comfortable about my business finances now. Anyway, so join us for that workshop. If you're listening on the podcast, the link will be in the show notes. If it's after the workshop, there'll be a link about Sarah and you can still find her information. And if you're on Instagram or Facebook watching this, you can go right into the um, my bio or in the notes. Actually, there's two posts about it. There's a post in the story where you can link it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. Have a wonderful Tongue Tie Tuesday and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. Check out the show notes for useful links about the topics we discussed and for ways to follow us on social media. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.